0: Welcome to How My Country Works with your host, Stephen O'Shea, the podcast that rummages around the hoarder's basement of the global political system and pulls out the insightful gems hidden way at the back. Each episode will be working alphabetically through different countries' politics, so you can show off to your friends and maybe gain a slightly better understanding of just how those countries work. Next up, located in the Caucasus Mountains, with a population of 10 million and functioning as a presidential democracy, is Azerbaijan. On the 11th of April 2018, the results for the latest presidential election in Azerbaijan were announced. The main point of interest was not who would win, but what the reported margin of victory would be. Opposition parties boycotted the election on claims of fraud, and the sitting president, Ilham Aliyev, has been in power since 2003, before which the position was occupied by his father. In the end, Aliyev won with a reported 86% of the vote and remains entrenched in his position. But how did a country that was once the biggest oil producer in the whole world become dominated by a father and his son? In order to dive a little bit deeper into this and the historical and political climate of Azerbaijan, I'm joined on the show by Rusev Hesinov, political commentator based in Baku. Rusev, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for the initiative. Thank you for the invite.
0: So Rusev, I wonder if you could start by giving us a bit of an overview of the early history of Azerbaijan. It's had a lot of influences over the centuries, from the Ottomans to Persians, and more recently Russians. But how does this all play out?
1: In the early 19th century, uh, this geography known as Azerbaijan was divided between Russia and Persia. The northern part of Azerbaijan was incorporated into Tsarist Russia, while the southern Azerbaijan remained under Iran.
0: Right, so the region was basically split between these two powers in the 1800s. But the country manages to break out on its own in the early 20th century, right? North Azerbaijan
1: would later become the global centre of petroleum industry and became independent in 1918. The southern Azerbaijan is still under Iran, which is home to, according to some estimates, 13 million ethnic Azerbaijanis. So when we're talking about this political state of Azerbaijan, it actually covers the northern Azerbaijan, which became a state in 1918.
0: How interesting. But this independence doesn't last very long, right?
1: The independence was very brief as two years later, uh, Azerbaijan was annexed again by the Russians. They simply incorporated Azerbaijan into the new established Soviet Union.
0: Of course, because this is the period when the communists have just taken over in Russia and an oil and gas producing state to their south must be pretty tempting. And it's actually the biggest in the world at this time.
1: Uh, yeah, the key reason was oil, of course. Uh, but the Bolsheviks uh, tried to recollect the lost Russian lands after the October Revolution anyway. Although uh, they could not uh, re-annex Poland and Finland, they were more successful by bringing other regions into their, uh, under their rule anyway. Baltic region, uh, Caucasus, and Central Asia.
0: Ah, okay. So Azerbaijan and Russia must have a pretty close relationship then.
1: Well, obviously Azerbaijan and Russia share at least two centuries of relations. We were part of the Russian state for almost 200 years. Seven decades of the Soviet rule was followed by independence in 1991
0: So the country finally comes out from behind the Iron Curtain, as it were, after decades of Russian rule in 1991, with the collapse of the Soviet Union, and is once again independent. This time for a little bit longer, though. Whilst it still remains independent to this day, it's pretty much been under the rule of just one family ever since. Can you tell us about the Aliyev family?
1: Aliyev family has been in charge in Azerbaijan for over 50 years with brief intermissions. The clan itself hails from Nakhchivan, an ancient province, which is currently an exclave. If you check the Google Maps, and you will see the mainland of Azerbaijan, and there is an exclave, which is called Nakhchivan. The patriarch of the family, Haider Aliyev, a KGB officer, came to power in Soviet Azerbaijan back in 1969. He ruled over the country for certain years and was close to top Soviet leaders, such as Leonid Brezhnev and Yuri Andropov.
0: Right. Wow. So he was ruling the country kind of on Russia's behalf, even before it became independent. But then how does his situation evolve?
1: He was later promoted to a position at federal level in Moscow, deputy prime minister of the USSR, although he kept an informal rule over Azerbaijan as well. He fell from favor after Mikhail Gorbachev came to power in Moscow and He lived in isolation for some years. But the domestic problems and military defeats in Karabakh in the early years of independence brought him back to power as a population, demanded an experienced leader.
0: That's really interesting, given that the war with Armenia has recently been sparked again by his son. And it's something that we spoke about in more detail in the Armenia episode. How is it that his son actually comes to inherit this position in the first place?
1: Before passing away in 2003, Ali, the senior, secured transition of power to his son, Ilham. formally true elections, of course. Uh, The opposition protested this transition of power, but their rallies were brutally dispersed.
0: Right. So technically he was elected, but it wasn't really a free and fair election that we might recognize in
1: the West. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, uh, ever since uh, Ilham Aliyev has been in power, I mean, since 2003, the uh, reign of the Aliyev dynasty has been continuing. Uh, During this time, although the country advanced economically, many negative elements uh, have also been observed, such as the weakening of the position, restrictions of of basic freedoms, such as freedom of media, freedom of speech, etc. As long as the economy was growing, the society was more or less tacitly okay with, with the whole situation.
0: Right, so because of the oil and gas industry, the country has grown notably from an economic standpoint, but this has allowed Ilham Aliyev and his government to crack down on democratic norms and consolidate power. This can really be seen in 2009 especially, as there was a law passed that removed any limits on his time in office. What is the actual system in the country then?
1: According to the constitution, Azerbaijan has a presidential system. Under this government, this system became super-presidential. Of course, we do have a parliament, but currently it is quite weak and the presidential administration is in charge of all the process and it is in charge of decision-making and the control.
0: Right. So even though there is a parliamentary body, it's pretty weak and much of the authority lies with Aliyev, the president. And even though he does technically face re-election every seven years... As we discussed at the beginning, he most likely isn't going anywhere anytime soon. I think that brings us nicely full circle with the country. But before we go, can you just tell us about a festival, celebration or event in Azerbaijan that stands out to you in regards to the country?
1: Uh, Well, as I said, in our culture, we do combine a lot of elements from our Turkic heritage, Persian and Islamic culture. Uh, We well, it's not unique to Azerbaijan, I must admit, but the main festival we do celebrate every year is the spring holiday. The Oriental peoples would always celebrate the new year, usually in March, during the spring equinox of March 21st. So we do also have this holiday, which, by the way, is pre Islamic, a Zoroastrian festival during which we set bonfires. We usually conduct a lot of pagan and Zoroastrian uh, rituals, such as jumping over bonfire, which people believe will bring luck.
0: Wow, that's so exciting. And this actually talks to the name of Azerbaijan itself, which actually comes from the word fire worshipper or protector, due to the natural gas that comes up from the surface sometimes. Thanks so much, Rusev.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for this opportunity, Stephen. I really appreciate your invite.
0: You're welcome. Well, I think that's a perfect place for us to end the show. And that brings us to the end of the first letter of the alphabet, A, and our first season. We'll be off for a couple of weeks preparing for the new season that kicks off with B and the Bahamas. But in the meantime, we'll still be publishing new bonus episodes and revisiting some of our favourites from this series, so stay tuned. As always, please do rate us on your podcast app, and recommend us to any friends that have a hankering for political knowledge. Follow us on Instagram at How My Country Works for extra insights and facts. And there you can message us around anything else you'd like to know about Azerbaijan or any other country. See you next time and remember to keep asking how my country works.